Feel Good Friday, where Community State Bank shines a light on the good that's happening in the communities of southeastern Wisconsin. Hey Scott, what's the good news today? Hello everybody, I'm Scott Hudipal and welcome to another edition of Feel Good Friday podcast series, which is started by us here at Community State Bank uh, approximately six months ago to highlight the positive things going on in and around our, our areas. And today we have Jim Gorley here, who is the owner of Bone Dry Products, which is your, which is probably what I would classify as your uh, your first job, and uh, and and your second job is with Kenosha.com, and that's what we're we're going to talk about today. So welcome, Jim, to the podcast. Thanks, Scott. I, I appreciate it, and look forward to uh, sharing whatever I can that's on the positive side. Thank you. Perfect. Perfect. Before uh, before we jump into Kenosha.com, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where do you live? Where'd you grow up? All those fun things. I live in Pleasant Prairie uh, currently, and I, I was born and raised here. Went to Tremper High School, left in 1971 to uh, attend school in Eau Claire. Okay. And left Eau Claire in 1976 or seven. Moved to Dallas, Texas, where I lived for about 11 years. Mm-hmm. And moved from Dallas to uh, Longboat Key, Sarasota, Florida, for about two years. And Came back to Kenosha area in 1988, and uh, been back here ever since, and uh, in, enjoying it. It's it certainly uh, changed a lot from when I left in 1971 to coming back in 1988, but uh, it's changed so much since 1988 to where we are today. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Are you aware that the winters are nicer in Texas and Florida than they are in Wisconsin? They, they tend to be in the, uh, the state income taxes are much easier to, to swallow. Well, we're glad you came back. Tell us a little bit about Kenosha.com and, uh, you know, who's, uh, how, how it started the, and then go into a little bit and tell us what, what you do. Well, I, I saw back a year ago, February, that Kenosha.com was for sale in an article written for the Kenosha News by Jeffrey Zampanti. And it was early in the morning and I, I thought, why, why doesn't the city own this? Uh, and so I, I decided to approach the person uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona, who is the owner, uh, Fred Mercaldo, and see what, uh, what we could do to, to uh, purchase uh, the Kenosha.com from him. And after a conversation for about an hour, we came to a, a deal and I made the purchase early that morning. It was, uh, I didn't know exactly at that time what to do with it, but I felt if, if something as unique as this was available, then you figure out how to make it work. Mm-hmm. So that's how it, it started. Uh, I talked to uh, three different companies to see about marketing Kenosha.com in some way and decided to use Dooley and Associates here locally as opposed to one in Waukesha and another outside of Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And it's worked out uh, very, very well. Uh, very happy with everything that has occurred so far. There are always some little glitches or tweaks here and there that need to be done and we'll be making those every day. but. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun for me to work with Dooley and, and uh, Jeffrey Zampanti, who came, at, uh, came on as our uh, content director for the site. Uh, 
and Ricky Taliapitra, who's come on as the person responsible for all the social media and some other things. And uh, then uh, Andrew Horshack, who came on as a managing editor. Uh, we're really having a lot of fun with this because Dennis Serpy, who was the advertising salesperson for many, many years at the Kenosha News, is responsible for our sales. Uh, Rose Tenuta is working with him in business development. And it's, it's wonderful work with so many people that are a lot younger than me. Yeah. I'm learning a lot. I'm learning how much I don't know every day about technology. Uh -huh. and I still know a lot about technology, but it's it's been a real eye-opener for me. Yeah. Without so, them, we wouldn't be where we are, absolutely. Uh, it's amazing how much they've been able to accomplish. I understand that. What does Kenosha.com do? Well, we're here to promote the good things about Kenosha uh, in the city, Kenosha in the county, uh, Kenosha overall. And I felt that we really missed out on, on a lot of the great things that are occurring here because uh, media tends to have a slant to it that I don't really care for. So what you won't find on Kenosha.com is anything uh, related to crime, uh, politics, or currently the COVID because none of none of that really interests me. Mm -hmm. I felt that, uh, especially with the younger people uh, today, things that they want to read about are not necessarily, you know, who uh, who attacked who last night. Yeah, and the politicians I don't like to discuss. So that's really what the direction that we wanted to go. Everything positive about Kenosha, the people. We have tremendous people here. We have a tremendous number of people that have moved away from here that you wonder what are they doing today? And, and uh, some of them are spectacular in their success uh, in both personal and, and uh, business. Uh -huh. So that plus trying to really bring highlights to the businesses in the community. And especially when it comes to what's going on on the west side of the eye, because uh, people in the Kenosha east side of the eye don't get west as often as they should. Mm -hmm. And the people on the west side of the eye don't get east as often as they should. And so uh, one of the, the uh, goals that we have is try, try to get people to uh, mix better. And if that means uh, some type of uh, oh, discounted uh, food in downtown Kenosha, if you can show where you live in the county, come on, come on to downtown area sure. or come uh, east of the eye or vice versa. Uh, so that's, uh, that's one of our, our goals right now is to try to get people and the other side of I-94, other other side, I say, because I'm on the east side. Sure. To get them to come in, you know, past Target and past, uh, you know, some of the stores in that area and, and see what's what's available here. Uh -huh. I think that, you know, Harbor Market and Public Market has done a very good job of that. Sure. Uh, but I, I just think there are more things that can be done. And uh, so that's, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Everybody happy? So it's, um, so basically it's a, an electronic newspaper. Is that a fair statement? Uh, it's electronic. Uh, it's digital media. Uh, uh -huh. I, I don't use the, the term newspaper because that that seems to uh, mean print, and sure. I don't think that that's a a place to be these days. So digital media is definitely where we are. Uh -huh. and, but we aren't we aren't a so-called uh, what has always been a newspaper. Newspaper reports on a lot of things, and uh, we just don't report on everything that uh, that a newspaper has in the past and. And they still do today. Uh, we're just going in a different direction, and, and that's not—we aren't—we don't really 
feel that we're trying to compete with a newspaper by any means. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to, to promote uh, and provide a, a different look to the Kenosha area. When was the, uh, when, when did you officially open? This last fall, we started putting content onto the site, uh, content by our writers. Uh, we have a wonderful team of writers in addition to the people I mentioned. And it's 15 to 20 writers that provide content to us. And so it was uh, December 27th when we actually made the soft launch where our partners uh, were involved uh, and uh, displayed on our pages uh, along with our content. So we've been up and running now for just a little over two months. All right. Your results, are they at where you thought ahead? Has it been more challenging? Give us, the, uh, give us your thoughts so far. I didn't know what to expect, to be honest with you, because when we were talking to uh, businesses about becoming partners, we were basically selling hope. Uh -huh. Have anything to show. But I thought we had a pretty good way of, of explaining what our, uh, our concept was and what our goals were. And fortunately, we had a, a great response in uh, all three categories. And since then, it's even gotten better. And when we, we tell people about the partners we have on board, they're, they're really surprised since we've really only been around for about two months. Mm -hmm. And the commitments are generally for a 12-month commitment. That's not something that has really been proposed before. We're very happy with what, what the response has been. So I'm, I'm thrilled and uh, you know, very thankful for all the people that are involved because there's no way I could have done this on my own. Sure. So you said something about um, having 20 journal or 20 writers. Did I hear that right? We do. Okay. So how how does that work? How do you get them? Um, how do you start with that? Well, the people that are involved with us know a lot of the writers in the area, and uh, quite a few have been with the Kenosha News in the past. Mm -hmm. And. But there are a lot of other writers that, that contact us uh, and uh, tell us about the interest that they have in, in either writing, becoming uh, you know, professional writers, or that they've written in the past and are interested in getting back into it. And uh, the Jeffrey Zampanti, who's our content director, has done a great job of bringing people in. Uh, so just John Collins, who was a county executive for many years, uh, wonderful writer. Uh, He's, he's just one, uh, Steve Maravich, who was with Carthage College for quite a while and has written some great articles for the, uh, for the site. But we, if you look at, the, if you scroll down on the site, you can see the team, you'll be able to see all the different people that are involved. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and we're adding more all the time. Uh, we have some, some wonderful writers and, and uh, it's, it's just been fun to see where their, their uh, whole aspect of how they approach this. So you've only been doing this for a few months, but um, do you do you see this model working elsewhere? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. We we've built a unique software platform for the site, and it's a platform that I feel can be used any in any other city, and either with the city itself or with entrepreneurs within the city. Uh, the person that owned Kenosha.com before owns over 100 different cities.com, losangeles.com, malibu.com, sanfrancisco.com. And uh, he's very interested in 
trying to work with us and, and see how we can't take what we're doing in Kenosha and make successful in Kenosha to make successful in other areas. So yeah. the big picture is far greater than just the Kenosha area. But in order to bring it to other areas, we have to be successful here. Sure. So that's why all of our partners realize that we're going to do everything we can to make this successful because this this basically the uh, this is the prototype for us. And without a great prototype, we can't expand. I mean, what are your goals with like the just not looking at the expansion, but just like in in Kenosha.com itself? What's what what do you, what do you want to accomplish? Well, I think it's just promoting the good things about the city. Mm -hmm. uh, for so many years was just known as a city in between. Yep. Between Milwaukee, between Chicago. There's a lot more to it than that. And it's uh, it, even when I was when I was a lot younger, and that's a long time ago. But you knew that based geographically where we are and the fact that we have Mitchell Field that from my house is 45 minutes. We have O'Hare that's an hour and five minutes. We have plenty of land here. We've got a great, uh, great workforce here. Uh -huh. It was just a, it was inevitable that we were going to get where we are today and even uh, and grow even more. I mean, there's we're just at the beginning of what's going to happen around here. And uh, when I used to hear the the Kenosha described as nowhere, I thought, give me a break. If that's the case, then move out of the area. We'll bring somebody else in that has a positive mental attitude. Because I've, I've seen for so many years in, in my life the negative attitudes in, in the people in Kenosha, but they're all turning now. And I think a lot of that might have to do, and I don't mean to sound ugly on this to anybody, but we had generations that – were stuck in their ways. They didn't want to see change. And you're always going to see that. Well, these generations are going away. And eventually I will too. But mm -hmm. I think that you know, bringing in the, the new people, keeping people here that have graduated from Carthage, graduated from Parkside, bringing people back that have gone away to school is going to be a, a huge factor in making Kenosha an even better place to find quality employees, but a wonderful place to live. We have the lakefront, We've got all the, the vision of, of our current mayor, which I hope will take place. Uh, it appears that uh, some of the developers are, are pretty on board and uh, it's just gonna be amazing to see where Kenosha is in the next five to 10 years. Uh, companies moving here, uh, when you have a problem getting a company to move here because they're wondering where are all the great employees gonna co come from, where well, our employees are employed because we do have great, great workers here. And so that's a that's a great problem to have, and we're figuring it out with you know Brian Albrecht has done a spectacular job with Gateway. He's an amazing talent, and I'm so glad that we were able to get some type of a, a deal cut with him for a number of years yet, because mm -hmm. I'm quite certain that the headhunters have been all over uh, Dr. Albrecht for a long time. Sure. Same thing with with Todd Battle with uh, Kenosha Area Business Alliance. I mean, what a great talent. And to have him come here from Grand Rapids and, and uh, done, do what he's done is, is amazing. And to keep him here, uh, I think, was probably a little bit of a challenge also. Who wouldn't want him? Or, or people like Nick Pinchuk, CEO of, of Snap-on Tools. He's just uh, he's one of the smartest people I've ever seen interviewed on, on TV business shows. Mm -hmm. uh, he knows how to work the, the Wall Street. He's taken a stock from in the mid-20s to 180. And look at the, the number of people that have benefited from the stock uh, you know, moving in that direction that were employees of that company. 
and those that's just one company. Uh, there are sure. so many great opportunities here uh, that uh, it, it's wonderful. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that there's nothing but but good to come out of what's happening in, in the area, and Kenosha.com is going to be all over it, telling people, in a way, you know, be grateful you're here because this is a great spot. A lot of people are moving into the area. It's a, it's a thrill to be here. I'm really pleased to hear your excitement and your uh, determination, determination to make this all happen. And uh, it is many times we are worst enemies in our communities that we live in um, because we do have that that negative impact part of it. And there are so many positive things around here. Myself coming from from the outside, I'm an outsider from uh, from about seven and a half years ago. And there are so many positive things happening right around here. And I, for one, am thrilled to uh, to see what you're doing. And uh, because I, I believe the same thing that you just said, and that's, uh, you know, let's let's talk about the positives. And um, I do also get really tired of of seeing who uh, who did what to who the night before and uh, all the negative things that go on. And it's like I just uh, I just don't understand it. And and, and, and I hope and, I, and I'm excited to hear that. You know, things are taking off for you because I do believe there's plenty of people out there. There's plenty of people out there that want the negative, but I think there's also plenty of people out there that want the positive. And it sounds like you're doing the positive, and that's that's pretty exciting stuff. Well, I, I you know, for so many years, media in general, uh, you know, a, a friend, not a friend, but a person I know said, nobody wants to read about a happy village. And, uh, you know, when I was going to, to do something and you know, with a concept for the the business and I said I, I think that people do want to hear about a happy village yeah yeah I, I, I you know I, years ago I, I would always read the, the whole paper so to speak but uh, today I just don't anymore I don't have a lot of the interests and I think uh, in talking to other people they don't either mm -hmm. it's uh, there's nothing good and positive that, that comes from reading about somebody attacking somebody else the night before. I don't want to know that. It was really interesting. We have a, could a short story here too when we were doing some stuff in, in Kenosha that we were able to get some some grants and some stuff that that we gave to make a donation to the downtown area. And um, a very nice donation, by the way. I'm very aware of it. Thank you. Thank and you. we talked, we were talking to a, a television station in Milwaukee and they literally came back and, and said, we don't have to, we don't have time for positive stuff right now, and um, and and I thought, wow, that is that is really amazing. I mean, for people to even to even say that, but the media, that's exactly where they're at, and it's like, it's it's sad, but it is true. So hats off for you to uh, to go to the other direction. Hey, I'd like to end this on four different questions about yourself, and um, and we'll start by list. Uh, give us one thing about yourself that many people don't know. Well, in the back of my warehouse are 10 beehives, seven chickens, and raised vegetable beds for oh. gardens. Uh, I enjoy that and, and give away the eggs and the vegetables and the, the honey to friends and people who aren't at friends uh -huh. uh, that I, I meet or people that we do business with. And it's it's kind of my hobby, and, and I, I enjoy gardening generally on the vegetable side, but I, I, I've got this obsessive compulsive behavior uh, situation sometimes that is is not a wonderful thing when you order two steaks instead of one. And but the uh, I planted three thousand daffodils and tulips this last fall around my house in the lot next door. 
So yeah. I, it's like, now I have to sit and wait. And I, but I, I want instant gratitude, and I have to wait now for five months to see this. So that's it, a little tough. But it'll be gorgeous pretty quick. Yeah, I hope so. Uh huh. I hope I did it right. That's cool. Uh, who is someone that inspires you? I think all the people that that I work with. I, I like to be in a, a place where people like to come to to the office, not come to work. I don't like the word work. Uh-huh. That's a four letter word for me. I like to to have a place that people want to to come to spend the day and enjoy it and want to come back the next day. And I'm inspired by uh, by the people that work with me. It's uh, it's It's been fantastic uh, working with Kenosha.com and my other businesses forever, actually. And uh, yeah, that, that's what really inspires me is they're, they're ready to get up and, and get into work and go for it every morning. I love that. That's great. So, what brings you true joy? My wife and I enjoy raising uh, abandoned baby squirrels. <laughs> yeah, you won't hear that very often. No, you don't. It might be the first time I've heard it, actually. We have, uh, I've, I've been around wild animals and had them as, as pets or raised them or uh, tried to get them to recuperate from injuries from the time I was very young, uh, from squirrels and raccoons and skunk and you know, seagulls and you name it. I've, I've probably been around them. So I really enjoy the wild animals. I'm on the board of directors for the Safe Harbor Humane Society. Uh-huh. And that uh, brings me joy. And, and uh, my dogs are always glad to see me when I get home. You know, that so many people say that, but it, there's so much truth to it. Yeah. I, I really enjoy uh, you know, Mother Nature and, and uh, doing what I can to you know, get that uh, little, little squirrel or whatever it is to uh, be able to to go out on its own. Uh, and so that, that's fun for me and there's no stress. Yep, yep. Now, were your parents excited when you brought home uh, uh, the skunks? Yeah, that one was a little bit of a challenge. I was <laughs> playing basketball with uh, the uh, John and Mike Pitts and, and some of the other guys from our neighborhood. And uh, there was a, a little place called Home Juice Company on 60th Street. And the, one of the fellows that worked there was going to destroy it with a shovel and, and we could hear him yelling about this baby skunk and the skunk couldn't have been more than about four inches long. So I said, I'll take it home. Then I tried to raise the money by gardening and doing some other things to get uh, old Dr. Merrick, the veterinarian, to remove the the, uh, the glands with the scent, but I couldn't raise enough money, so he didn't do that. And uh, But it was a, a fun pet till it got out one day and the neighbor lady saw it and didn't realize it was one of my pets and Use the shovel on it anyway. So I guess. <laughs> that, was a, that was a little bit of a heartbreaker. That's a that's a rough day. I've got one of those stories I'll share sometime with my Yeah, son. they're they're tough <laughs> to work with and be with. Us. It wasn't I guess it was rabbits. It wasn't squirrels, but uh, yeah. it, it didn't turn out well. So. well. I think it was tough on my my neighbor lady. She felt miserable <laughs> about it. <laughs> oh. If you had a chance to have dinner tonight with anybody. Um, in, that's either alive or past, who, who would you want to have dinner with? My great-grandfather. And why is that? My great-grandfather on my, my grandmother's side uh, is named William Branham. And in 19, or 1890, he bought his first lumberyard. And between 1890 and 1929, he became either the sole owner or part owner of 101 lumberyards around Indiana, Wisconsin, uh, and Illinois. 
Really? Yeah. In fact, I think he, in fact, I know he owned a lumber yard in Union Grove. Huh. And the last, uh, and they were always named different names, whatever the names were when he bought them, or he'd uh, start a new new yard and, and it would be Branham Lumber. Uh, but the last Branham Lumber was in Racine and it closed, I think probably about 12, 13 years ago. And that had been uh, given to one of his sons, Jim Branham. And so he ran it for many years. Well, he's, he didn't really run it many years. He went musky fishing, but his dad was pretty good to him. <laughs> so he didn't work as much as he should have. Uh-huh. And, but the, uh, the owners then uh, were involved in a situation where if they were going to keep employees past December 31st, they would be responsible for a tremendous amount of, of uh, money through the uh, one of the labor unions for pension. <laughs> Yep. So they decided to close it. But that was the last Branham Lumber uh, you know, that, that I know of that was in existence and not under a Branham name at that at that time. Uh-huh. So if, if I uh, – actually, I have his autobiography. He, he wrote a, a, an autobiography many years ago. Really? Many, many years ago. And uh, it's just fascinating what, what he did in his lifetime and uh, didn't really go to school too much. He said it wasn't really something that – he felt suited for, and I don't know what he meant by that. <laughs> uh-huh. He didn't take uh, learn well from others, but uh, his uh, his amazing lifetime uh, to me was was something that I'd like to I would like to today talk to him about. Sure, because it uh, uh, I guess if there's inspiration in one way, that that's something that's kind of inspired me a bit. Mm-hmm. Is knowing what he was able to do back in a time when communication and transportation was a lot different than it is today. Sure. And so I, I just, when you, you know, 101 of anything is a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just, uh, uh, he passed away right about the time I was born in 1953. Oh, it's too bad you never met him. No, never met him. Met my grandmother, his wife, great grandmother. And uh, you know, she told us a few things about uh, about him, but you know, he passed, or she passed away when I was about 12. So I don't remember a lot about it. But uh, anyway, that's, that's kind of it on, on my side of the story. So. Jim, we really appreciate it. Um, your story is fascinating. Thanks for what you're doing. Um, I encourage everybody that listens to this to go to Kenosha.com. I know our bank is uh, is, is forming a, a business relationship with you right now from the standpoint of uh, doing some, uh, some advertising on there. And the reason we're doing that is because of what you're doing and, and bringing the positivity to uh, to the Kenosha and the surrounding area, and it's just um, it's 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 badly needed. And uh, hats off for you to uh, stick your neck out. I hope your I hope your wife's still not mad at you for buying it. And oh uh, no, <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. And um, we all get over it after a while. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but congratulations with it, and um, best best of luck to you. And uh, I'm sure it'll go well. I appreciate it a lot, Scott, and, and uh, you know, thank you for Community State Bank coming on as a partner. We really appreciate that and, and uh, uh, look forward to doing everything we can to uh, you know, bring better exposure to the area for you. Thank you for coming to Kenosha. You bet. Uh, and Paddock Lake. Mm-hmm. So we're, uh, we're excited to have you here. And you know, if we can get together and have a cup of coffee or a beer. Yep, that beer. sounds perfect. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to that. Sounds good. Thank you, Scott. 
Thank you for listening to Feel Good Friday, where Community State Bank highlights those doing good in the community. Know a feel-good story? We want to know. Visit us online at csb.bank podcast. Community State Bank is a member FDIC and an equal housing lender.